Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. It's PBE, better known as PBE Pluto, and I just jumped out the porch with Dirty Glove Bastard. All right, so we got PBE Pluto back Big off the facts. porch with us, man. Back again. We back at it again. Yes, sir, man. It's about yes, that sir. time. It's been about a year, right? Yeah. A little over a year. So, facts. so you know, we got to upgrade and let, it, let everybody know what's going on now. You know? Absolutely, bud. Yeah, definitely. Now, I appreciate you coming back by. You got some folks with you, so go ahead and Come introduce on, who you got behind you, too, man. Well, you know, I got my big homie, uh, PB Ishmael over here, you know what I'm saying? Management, driver, security, whatever it need to be. Yes, sir. You know what I'm saying? I got my little brother, uh, PB Timbo on this side, you know what okay. I'm saying? Uh, management, assistant, security, whatever need to happen. Yeah. You know, so, yeah, that's how we rocking like a cutout stocking. For sure, bro. Yeah. So, you know, 2021 wrapping up, man. So Come how on, would man. you describe how this year went for you, Pluto? Man, this year was probably one of the best years of my career. Okay. Um, really, a lot of elevation happened. Um, a lot of things really got revealed in this year. A lot of people I was dealing with, you know, I ain't dealing with them no more. Um, a lot of situations that was bubbling for me started to, you know what I'm saying, really surface and, and show itself and kind of help me understand how I need to maneuver now in the game. and you know, situate myself so that I can come up better, you know. Yeah. All my platforms verified now, you know okay. what I'm saying? My following went through the roof. Yep. Booking's going crazy. Man, I'm getting a lot better in the studio. A lot of features, yeah. Nah, definitely, man. Your numbers been through the roof this year, oh, too. Yeah. Again, they was through the roof last year, but Facts. you kept it up, man. Oh, yeah. You know, we're going up and up, so, you know, it's a lot of elevation going on over here. Yeah, for sure, man. Yep. All right, so I got to ask you about this uh, this list that went on Honeycomb's page, man. Oh, yeah. So for people who didn't see it, just explain what, what, why your name was on this and what the hell was going on. Okay, yeah. So they had a, a list that people was trying to say was a federal investigation list. You know what I'm saying? They, um, it was a host of names on there. You know what I'm saying? Some of them people actually had situations or got situations or whatever going on and for some reason somebody tried to like connect the dots with certain stuff and drawing lines to different people saying how they was connected and you know what this was and that was and on one of the lists my name ended up being on it but they had everybody pictures on there they only had an emoji on there for me so you know I was kind of confused you know the situation that they threw on me, like as far as what they were saying, my connection with the thing was, I'm like, how the hell I'm connected with that? I don't even got no affiliation with these people. You know what I'm saying? But Honeycomb put the list out, you know what I'm saying? Due to the situation that he had mm -hmm. with the main person that's on the list, you know? And the breakdown of people that's on there, everybody didn't have nothing to do with whatever was going on, you know what I'm saying? So. I remember it was a situation on uh, on Instagram where somebody came and commented on my page. They were like, 
yo, you a rat, Brazen said, everybody on the list, ratting and all this and all this. So I tagged Brazen, I'm like, you need to straighten this cat out, I don't know what the fuck he talking about. So he be like, nah, big cuz good, you know, PB good or whatever with the whoop, you know what I'm saying, to kind of settle the situation with that. But eventually he took it off his page, but some people still kind of, you know what I'm saying, ran with whatever they felt like, you know. But hey, all the documents from the court, guess what? <laughs> They it's all public, public right? Yeah, so it's all public. You can go and look it up. You'll see I never caught a charge for any of this stuff that they're talking about. Never been questioned by police. None of this type of stuff due to nothing that's going on with the people on that list. You know what I'm saying? So, like I said, I'm flourishing. My brand going up. We're going bigger. That's what it is. You, you know? Feel? And shout out to Honeycomb Brazen. He's still pushing and doing his thing. He's trying to come back home and... and open his way back up through the city and, and through the country, you know what I'm saying, off his situation, you know what I'm saying, due to the music, so, yeah. you know. I, it was never no bad blood with us. It just was the fact I knew he posted it for the reason that he posted it, due to the main person that's on the list yeah. that started the breakdown of however they try to situate it, you know. Do you feel like someone was trying to slander your name by putting you on there then? Man, of course. Look, this big PPE, of course they want me to be involved <laughs> with something crazy. They can't figure out how I'm moving like this independently. So, of course, they're going to try to throw me in some other type of plays, you know, that I ain't, I ain't involved in. Yeah. Yeah. I feel that, man. You know, the Mobile music scene, <laughs> been on fire, man. man. It was on fire last year. Now it's, man, it's even we, bigger, man. We setting whole buildings on fire now. <laughs> See, back, back then we were just setting, you know what I'm saying, little trash cans and stuff. Now we got the building on fire, we lit. Yeah. But, you know, it's still some issues going on in the city, you know what I'm saying, as far as how we rocking. But, we, hey, when it comes to what's going on, we really popping off. Like, right now we got, like, 10, 11 artists that's popping off right now that got major situation. Mm -hmm. And, uh, shit, maybe 20, 30 that's on the rise, you know. Yeah. So... We really showing the, the industry and what we got going on. The only problem I see that we ain't really been working together how other cities and states really work together. Like I don't see a lot of artists from the city like doing records together and you know what I'm saying, bringing each other up. They kind of get on through somebody else and then they just stay moving in that motion. They ain't, you know what I'm saying, reaching back, grabbing artists that's grinding. Yeah. You know, so. I'm that independent artist that's trying to situate those type of situations and put people in perspective that's grinding and making stuff happen. So, you know, I'm on the road moving around trying to create a platform so that we could build our situation up. Just like Atlanta got how they put, you know what I'm saying, so many people in the game through everybody that get in. And, you know what I'm saying, it's a lot of people that been in the game that's responsible for people that's relevant right now. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? And they probably send back, but at the same time, they still putting people in. You know, we got to get that same formula down. So right now we got 10 in the game. One uh, is actually a, a big time writer. You know what I'm saying? He wrote, the, uh, he got a dude, LeBron Gray. He, uh, he wrote for, um, what the guy name? It's like, it was like one of the, the top country music uh, Singers, you know. Oh, really? Yeah. Jeez. So I can't even think of the guy named that uh who record, but I think it's called One Mississippi or something like that. 
Okay. You know what I'm saying? The people could go check it out, but yeah, he, he moving around, making his way. Um, and we got a host of other artists, like I said, I could name a few that's got situations right now, you know what I'm saying? First and foremost, is, you know, we got Young Blue, Blue Rallo, yeah. No Cap, um, Honeycomb Brazy, MGM Let with this situation. Um, we got Flo Millie, mm-hmm. we got uh, Pasta the Don, JD the Gotti, Famous Twins, um, who else we got? OMB Peasy. You know, so, you know, we, we grinding. We got some people in the game. Yeah. We just got to get that motion going on, you know what I'm saying? And, man, we, we I can't even begin to name the independent artists that's, that's pushing, you know what I'm saying, to trying to make something happen. So we got a lot of people on the rise, too, you know what I'm saying? They're, they're sizzling hot. It's finna pop off for, for us, too, you know what I'm saying, a different angle. So it's coming. Absolutely, man. Yeah. Uh, what's really interesting is most of those artists you named, you all worked with them before they blew up. Man. Thanks. Yeah. So Thanks. Let, let's talk about Young Blue, man. So okay. what was it like working with him? And did you see that potential in them back then? Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Blue been a real songwriter, like even back at a young age, you know what I'm saying? He used to be at my house recording and stuff like that. Um, he used to come around, you know, with my brother, Kid Kimby. Everything was a good little network. And um, I remember when he was kind of just taking off with the Go Ahead record before he really got the situation with Boosie. Yeah. Um, he had did a, a show at, at my club. I had a club back then called Club Infinity. Let him do something, let him rock out. Like, and when he came in and, and really just took control of the crowd how he did, I knew he had the potential. You know what I'm saying? And we were networking. I remember when I first moved to Atlanta and um, he helped me move. He they uh, drove the U-Haul up while I was, you know, what I'm saying, situating some things. And when something happens to your kitchen, you might say, "This is ludicrous." But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim. Holla at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. We just were talking about, you know, how he was trying to maneuver and things he was trying to do to get himself in a better situation. And he actually executed what he needed to execute to get where he needed to go. So, you know what I'm saying? I commend him. He grinding, he pushing, you know what I'm saying? It's up. Yeah. And he, he proved a lot of people wrong. A lot of people, you know what I'm saying? They seen it, but they couldn't believe it because we come from a market where people don't really get all the way there. You know what I'm saying? It's a lot of people that we thought was going to get there that really just didn't make it. And it was really because, you know, the transition between the, the street promo and the internet. You know what I'm saying? The internet just took over. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them. Cats didn't really want to, you know what I'm saying, get internet savvy at the time. I just pushed with that after they were so close to bubbling and popping right then, you know what I'm saying, out the street situation. Yeah. You know, so we, we ain't come from that market where you seen sudden says land on your couch and then three months later they future, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Nah, for real. Yeah, so here you see that more often. But now we're starting to see more people getting in the door, so I see the 
the gravitation towards people starting to change a little bit, like people starting to believe a little bit more, like, okay, Rollo did it, No Cap did it, Blue did it, Honeycomb got in, this per yeah, okay, PBE probably gonna, get, let's jump on. You know what I'm saying? So some people latching on and starting to kind of loosen up, cause back, man, Mobile is a hard market. You know what I'm saying? It's hard for them to really just understand what's going on until it's going on. If that really makes sense, you know yeah. what I'm saying? And uh, yeah. you were moving around with no cap, right? Oh yeah, back in the days, uh, well, I ain't gonna say back in the days. Well, back in the days, I used to be on this little TV show called the Jazz and Red Show, and he used to be coming on there. Uh, he was a little boy at that time, you know what I'm saying? Just seeing me moving and maneuvering back then. And then when he uh, first got the record that started taking off with him and Rollo and uh, they whole little situation started moving, I used to be helping him get in the club and stuff like that. It was crazy. Like, man, he had a record that was bumping in the club. The whole club sang this song, but they still handed him at the door. I'm like, no, this... You know, I had ended up getting, uh, it was a lady at the front door. I told him, like, nah, no cap, good, no cap. She's like, I don't give a fuck who that is. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, what? Five minutes later, I'm like, she got a problem. You feel me? And she was fired right then on the spot. Oh, shit. Yeah, like, nah, I said he good. You feel me? But it wasn't at my club. We was at a whole nother venue. And then all the venues used to be hitting me up, you know what I'm saying? I bring him and all these people through the back. I'm like, this is how this shit's supposed to go. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Just basically grooming the situation before it actually got where it's at, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, shout out to No Cap. Yeah. He moving, he making this thing happen. Stay out of jail. Yeah, that's the big, that's always been <laughs> you know the biggest thing with him. Stay Just out stay of jail, out of jail, bro. jail You know what I'm saying? And he elevating and he's showing the city, you know what I'm saying? that he really got the potential, you know, hey, it's up there. Nah, for real. Yep. Yeah. And what happened between you and Rollo? <laughs> yeah, I was all right with Rollo, you know what I'm saying, until, you know, a few situations that uh, popped off, you know. He owed me some money, you know, and I had, I ended up rent a, getting a rental car for him one time, you know, cause these young cats, man, coming up in the game, they ain't got no credit cards and all that type of stuff, man, and bank account situations and shit, you know what I'm saying? They getting money, but they ain't got the situations all the way lined up or at least ain't have it at the time, you feel me? So I had rented a car for one day. Man, this man kept the car 27 days. 27 days? 27 days. He, I'm, we, I'm in Mobile. He way in Atlanta somewhere. Next thing you know, he called me first, like, the car got towed. I'm like, bro, you supposed to been turned this car in, switched it or something. Like, we ain't changed no information around or nothing. Like, come on, bro, you playing. So I had to communicate with the people over the phone and get the car back. I'm wow. like, bro, soon you get the mobile, bro. Like, we need to get this shit taken care of, whatever with the whoop. So he like, cool, I'm from the car, you soon get the mobile. So two hours later, he hit me up. I'm like, damn, that nigga must flew the mobile. How the fuck he get the mobile in two hours? He like, man, I just got robbed. They robbed me for the car with the whoop. So I'm like, what? This, how the fuck they robbed you for the car? You supposed to be on the road to come to mobile, you feel me? So I don't, I don't know what really transpired with that, but then next thing you know, 
detective calling me, you feel me? Like, shit, he basically told, he told the people he was me. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so, you know, and it just fucked my whole situation up as far as renting through that company and differences. So he already had a tab that he owed me then. This shit happened. Man, these people turn around, try to charge me 40 grand for, for a car, car, you know what I'm right? saying? Because yeah. they like, shit, you rent this shit one day. It's 27 days later, how we gonna be like, oh yeah, uh, you got robbed for it. We gonna insure it. No, we already passed that level. You know what I'm saying? So that's a whole nother saga on to what you already owed me. You know what I'm saying? Like, damn bro. Then he get back. Man, I'm going to uh, get you straightened out. Next thing you know, he running off. He all this type of time, you know what I'm saying? So, couple little mix-ups, you know what I'm saying? But honestly, you know, I don't got no, no problem with him. I just need to get my check, you know what I'm saying? I need to get my money. And we're we going to, it's going to get uh, got. Like, it don't matter how long it's going to take, but you know what I'm saying? I'm going to get that chance. Up out of you feel me? I hope he ain't think I forgot or I just chilled on it. <laughs> you know. Well, that's got a pretty some, amount, man. Yeah, you know. I ain't gonna get deep into how far this shit, you know what I'm saying, then got a where it can go, but at the end of the day, he owe me some money, you feel me? And until you pay that tab up, I just don't, I don't fuck with him because that's some whole shit. Nigga, if I done went out my way to help you out and then you, come up with some shit 27 days when it probably been a one-day situation. And, you know, so you already owe me bread. But, you know, these young cats, they don't be understanding the game, man. And then when shit be happening, people look at it in a different way because they don't know the whole story. They just going off what somebody else just told them or what they thinking or what this person trying to portray. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I done seen him after the situation, but he just kind of be ducking and swaying. But hey, that's you. <laughs> you feel me? You got to run around and move around. Just pay up shit. We, you ain't going to have to have none of that going on. I ain't saying that he hiding it, but I don't see him like that often. You know what I'm saying? I done seen him before. And it's a lot of grooming. A lot of people look up to me in the city. You feel me? So it's certain shit that I ain't just been a pool just because, you know what I'm saying, the situation. And one thing about me, I ain't gonna never put myself in a situation I can't handle. If I can afford it, I wouldn't even do it. You feel me? I just expected more out of him by like, you know what I'm saying, you getting money, I guess, <laughs> I hope. You know what I'm saying? So I expected you to be like, if, I would never do it for somebody if I ain't think that they can handle the business, you feel me? But when he showed me, he, oh, you gonna run out about these little times, man? You know what I'm saying? How long you think that's gonna last? We gonna have to bump into each other. <laughs> you gonna have to pay it at some point. So, hey, when it get to a point to where it's just no turning back, then you know it'll just have to happen how it happened. But as of right now, you know what I'm saying? Stay open. Just handle your business. No, that's wild right there, man. Yeah. That's, sheesh. All right. Uh, how'd you link it with Al Gino, man? I know you guys been cooking up for a minute, man. Man. Al Gino, um, he originally was 
a part of this this group back in the days, and I used to own a nightclub. I said he was uh he was rapping. Um, they had a I think they had a record called Venus and Serena, and uh, he was tapped in with some cats uh out of Alabama, right on the outskirts of Alabama, like right by the where I had my club at. Uh, some guys with named Cloud Nine Gang, and he was tapped with another cat named Big Pine. So you know they used to really. Them, they used to really come to the club. Man, them boys were really packing the club at, like at a young age, you feel me? Like, I used to just let them come in. Like, they'll just say, yo, we want to do a show uh, next Saturday. I'm like, shit, bet. Just put them on, you feel me? They y'all want to they bring their serve in, bring their love. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's. Set up in, go ahead, I ain't tripping. They finna bring three, four hundred people. And back then, like, uh, we used to have, we never really just were big on game banging, but like, it used to be like neighborhood type shit, you feel me? So I remember cats from where I'm from, the project I'm from, they used to be really wanting to try to tap in on them guys, and I'm like, nah, bro, I'm finna have to put y'all up out of here. They're like, damn, what you mean? We from the same hood. Man, that shit don't mean nothing when it come to business, you know what I'm saying? I put y'all on this stage, y'all ain't finna bring 10 people here. These folks got 300 people here jumping around, singing their music word for word, you know what I'm saying? And this probably 10 plus years ago, you know? Wow. And this before I even knew he was a producer. When I found out he actually was doing production was when Blue kind of transitioned from recording at our house to recording with Al Gino. And that's when I heard uh, the first record Blue had, I think it was called Lost or something like that. He kind of had like a Jamaican type sound. I'm like, okay, you stepping outside the box, but shit, who the hell, who the hell doing this production, you know? And then when I found out with Al Gino, I'm like, damn, I ain't know you could make beats. So when uh, me and my brother, Kid Kimmy, was doing music together, we uh, our first EP was produced by Al Gino. Oh, really? He actually did the production and the uh, engineering. That's it. Yeah. So, yeah, we've been tapped in for a good little minute, you know. Yeah. Right as soon as he got out of high school. It's like a small city, man. <laughs> yeah, like, man. you going to see everyone on their way up. Bro. Right. But, you know, some people don't be tapped in, though. I'm the type of person I'm gonna tap in. Like I don't feel like I'm bigger than the next man. Like I can be having 200 million things going on. I'm gonna still be at the local rap show. I'm gonna still be at the smallest artist that's trying to get off the ground. I'm gonna be right there talking to them personally. They can hit me up. I'm gonna send them my phone number. Yo, what you need, bro? What's, how you trying to move with this? You know what I'm saying? So I'm the type of person gonna go and take the initiative to tap in. If it's six events going on in the city in one day and I'm in the city that day, I could have just flew in from Vegas, just did a show in New York, wherever. I'm going to go to all six events in that one night. No matter who the big guy and who the small guy, I'm going to go to every, tap into every event. And that's the difference between me and a lot of people. Like, they get on their high horse, nah, I ain't going, bro. Like, they got to pay me to come in. Nah, man, I'm finna go in and support. You know, it don't matter what I'm getting paid outside. I want my market to be on top. I want our city to be the big A too. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's time for us to come up and rise. But the only way we're gonna come up is when we come together. You know, 
but it takes somebody to make the initiative and show people. So back in the days, I used to be trying to figure out like why certain people ain't think like I thought, but then I understand now like some of them are just rappers. It's just not a get high and make a good song. You know what I'm saying? Uh, get drunk or whatever they do and get in the studio and create. They're not a business, man. It's like telling a DJ, bro, you bringing 5,000 people here. Why you won't just open your own club? And then they go and try to open a club, but they don't know the first thing about EIN number, LLC paperwork, tax uh, papers, and all this different documentation that you got to get how you got to register this and how to run on staff and how like it's a whole nother ball game then you just spinning records and telling people you're going to be there and people coming out to support your brand you know what i'm saying so i had to understand that aspect of it like i'm a businessman like rapping is just one of my businesses you know what i'm saying yeah. of many like if you pay attention to the to the gear you know what mm -hmm. i'm saying and these logos we all got on you know it's my clothing brand. I actually own a factory over in Pakistan. Like, I manufacture my own clothing. I don't wear nothing but my own brand. From the socks to the drawers to everything, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Even, I got cross-culture jewelry, you know what I'm saying? Like, we rocking like cutout stacking. But, you know, that's just one of my business interests also. Yeah. You know. I dig that, man. And you and PZ, you guys are from the same project, man, right? Man, definitely. Me and OMB Peas and his folks grew up right directly across the street from me. Oh, wow. You know what I'm saying? And uh, it, although he moved away from the city at an early age, like around about 12, I think he moved to Cali. Mm -hmm. And they moved to Cali. He kind of made his way through Cali and got in a good little situation with certain people that got him in a situation where he got tapped in with E-40. E-40 got him in the door with the industry. and. You know, the rest is history, but yeah. me and Peasy, you know what I'm saying, we from the same hood, we came from the same struggle. You know, same exact projects, and he got his way, he made his way, and you know, I love to see his brand and love to see him pushing and grinding, you know. Yeah, I'm sure that was big for the hood too. Oh yeah, man. definitely, definitely. Yeah. And that really just showed the hood a lot, like, mm -hmm. you know, you can actually get somewhere. Even though I'm maneuvering the fact that I still be there, some people don't really see me on the level that I'm really on because like I say I go tap in at the lowest situation, you know what I'm saying? Be right at the whatever spot it is, but I just came off the plane. You know what I'm saying? I just flew from Vegas. I just flew from New York, just came from Miami, just came from this city, that state. I'm man, they'll think I've been there the whole time, but then look at my Instagram like, damn. How the fuck, what, how Boy, you was moving. at this? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they were earlier today. I'm, <laughs> you feel me? I just flew back. Or uh, this was last night, you know, whatever situation. So I try to just stay abreast of everything because I know we all on the rise and, and, and it's just up. Yeah, for sure, yeah. man. So talk about the inspiration on this new single, man, Steppin'. Man, listen, Steppin'. Nigga, we lead the like weapons. Fuck where you from with your rip. You really want Plex, then Flex then. We come with them drums of the F in. Your bitch tell them, it can't help it. Diamond sound on my right and my left hand. Whipping it up like I'm chefing. Uh, stepping, you know what I'm saying? That's just the preview before the real movie even gets started. But um, stepping, honestly, it's a uh, single that, it's a single spinning off the EP that I released last year, okay. Past to the Future. And um, 
this record was already like I, I, I went through the um coalition DJs of Atlanta, um I'm tapped in with coalition DJs Alabama, um a lot of different DJ coalitions, but Coalition DJs of Atlanta, in particular, when I did the New Music Mondays, um, I did my Soak Up the Drip record, which was the last That's single cool. I was pushing. I did Stepping, and I did another record. But Stepping was the record that they actually chose. Like every DJ chose Stepping. Hmm. But at the time, the pandemic was, was servicing and the corona situation was going, and you know, everybody was social distancing a lot more than what they're doing now you know and uh people were scared to come outside a lot of stuff was slowed down and shut down so i didn't i felt like that record was already going to be bigger and i didn't want to just put it out there at the time because i'm like you know what ain't no telling how long this pandemic thing gonna last mm -hmm. i feel like this is going to be a big record and then everywhere i would go and perform because i was the artist that Shit, y'all said and said don't want to come. Shit, I come. <laughs> I, I'm gonna pop up. Like I took advantage of the other of other of pandemic, you know, during that time frame. Like I'm going city to city, state to state. Like y'all got a thousand people, y'all got a hundred people, y'all got fifty people, whatever. Like I'm coming, I'm doing my records, and I'm and I'm going in right then. You feel me? So that created a lot of relationships, helped my following go up even more, and, and a lot of more uh, motion with my my situation. But uh, every time I would perform Stepping, that would be the record that they just gravitated to the most. Like, as soon as I perform it, like, dang it, by the time the second hook come on, they already sang it, you feel me? I would test it out with people that never heard the record before, and I'll play, I'll do, you know what I'm saying, other records, and they'll get, they'll get on to them, but that record just touched the people differently, you know what I'm saying? So I said, I know this one, it, you feel me? So. I waited to the right timing. So I put Soak Up The Drip out there to kind of be, so you could ease in with what was already going on. You feel me? Like the type of records that people was already playing. So mm -hmm. if a DJ play this record and then come right into Soak Up The Drip, you'll think like, okay, this is just another mainstream artist. <laughs> but see, stepping come on so different. Like it gonna hit the people like, man, who, everywhere they play it, it just like, it have people just looking and, and stopping moving instantly you know what i'm saying the beat grab you and then when the hook come on it just people just go with it so i ain't want to just push that record yet so now i'm getting around to the uh now to finally pushing it so i said suck up the drip it did bt jam mtv mm -hmm. music choice revolt tv shade 45 you know radio campaigns across the country and that was just to get my toes in the door to kind of show them hey we rocking Hey there, ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah, or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. 
It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. But then it's stepping. <laughs> it's going to go even crazy, you know what I'm saying, 2022. So this weekend, I'm actually up in Atlanta. Um, I got a show tomorrow night with uh, Slime Light Shouty. Okay. And um, Sunday, I'm actually shooting a stepping video right here in Atlanta. There you go. And going to get that rocking so I can go ahead and get that released for the top of the year, you know. Right at the, I'm thinking about releasing the New Year's, you know what I'm saying, going right into that cough, right at midnight, and, and, and gone bust 2022 wide open. Yeah. But, you know, stepping. It's we, a big record, man. Yeah, exactly. For sure. So we tapped in. It's trying to make some happen. Yeah. And you and Matt Taz, got an EP on the way? Oh, man, definitely. Um, Matt hit me up, you know, a couple months ago, and he just seen how I was moving and working and shaking, man, and, and he just hit me up out the blue. You know, ironically, I see him on Instagram all the time, but he, you know, and him too, you know, he, he, he one of those producers that I seen coming up, you know what I'm saying? When he first started doing production, when he was back at Studio 221 in Mobile, to when he first moved to Atlanta, I moved to Atlanta, and then I ended up moving back to Alabama, you know, when my mama got out of prison. So I just stayed down there, but we was tapping in a little bit when uh, I first moved to Atlanta. And he actually, like I said, hit me up and, you know, and, and wanted to make some, some production with me. I said, shit, you know, let's make something happen. Hey, send me something, I'll whip it up. Shit, I, I did the whole EP probably in two weeks. And this actually, with me being on the road four, five days out <laughs> the week at the same time, like my process just became so much easier from doing so many features and so many cities to the point where I don't even write. I just go in the studio and just create when I'm in the booth. Like I go in, the, I put the had a beat on. I go in the booth and I don't come out until the song finish. Every time, like every record that I've been doing lately, been done that same process. You know, every I don't think about what I'ma say. I don't think about nothing until I get to the studio. Even when I do features now, like I don't want to hear your record until I got the payment, cause I don't want to think of nothing. Like I want to get in there. <laughs> Hear it right then, and whatever come out right then, I, I want you to get my feeling right now. You feel me? Because you might send it to me. I might have a bad day this day. You feel me? And and I'm just trying to create this. But you send it, send me the record. Or I'm in the studio with you right then. Like I want to get that vibe right there and have that vibe for your record. You know. So it's been really working out for me pretty good. So we did a six song EP called Pluto Tastic. Oh, I just be been. Good. I was gonna drop it in November, then I was gonna drop it in December, but then I was like, I'm kind of backed up. Cause I, I was supposed to bend it, the stepping video, but I had to. I was trying to find the right videographer and to execute what I needed to execute in the video. You know what I'm saying? Cause like I feel like this is gonna be a big record. I want to make sure it's right. Like I ain't trying to just go with local Joe. You <laughs> feel me? Yeah. Like. I needed a real production company to do this, and I found a real production company, and you know, just spent what they wanted to make it happen. So we about to put it together, and by the grace of God, it's gonna turn out how I envision it in my head, yeah. you know. And and me taking that time and procrastinating to get it right, hopefully that'll you know be them panned out for the good of my situation, yeah. you know. So Pluto Tastic will be coming out at some point in 2022. 
I just don't know exactly when. That might be what I do to uh, transition. I also just uh, did a record too the other day called Noto Wick. Okay, know. yeah, you sent yeah. me that. Yeah, so that's gonna be like a quick release record, something just for content. Um, I'm releasing it on Christmas, just giving my fans something, you feel me? And um, shout out to Nardo Wick too. You know, I like his brand, I like his movement. I got really inspired by how he was moving and, and I got watched one of his interviews where he was saying, you know, his teacher was, he told his teacher he was gonna be rich and his teacher was like, I'm gonna be something or something, you know what I'm saying, something sarcastic. And, you know, I just seen a lot of me in that, you know what I'm saying? like. When people used to ask me how I was going to do this and do that, and I just told them it was going to happen, and they didn't believe it. They laughed. They did all type of stuff. But now these same people, bro, when you going to take me on the road with you? Man, you know I've been supporting you, bro. You know I've been on the team. I've been this. Man, you need to get I'm trying to take you the fuck out of my damn face somewhere. Like, I ain't got time to be wasting energy with you. You ain't believing this shit. But I don't go into all that. I just laugh and be like, yeah, you know, we're going to get up and get on out of their way, you feel me? So I ain't trying to create enemies, but at the same time, you know, some people think that I forgot, <laughs> I don't know. You feel me, you know how it go when you doing, some people just come in with the motion right now, like, yo, I used to uh, live next door to y'all when you was 12, shit, I'm your boy. I mean, I ain't seen you since I was 12, like, I don't even remember you, what the fuck are you talking about? Like. Nah, you can't just jump in because you see the movement going. Mm -hmm. You got to goddamn do something to help the motion, and then we'll see what we can get you to fit in. You don't just get in because you know me. Real you know? Yeah, so. Yeah, everyone wants to attach to that success when they Facts. see it, man. Facts. Yeah, it's weird how that shit is, man. Uh, what's your relationship like with the famous twins and also your connection with the dad, too? Okay, you know, the famous twins, I pretty much connected with them, uh, through Day Six Entertainment um, and kind of tapped in with them. I, uh, I came up here to Atlanta when they was first recording with uh, Sony Records at Patchwork and was just tapping in with their brand and, and trying to help get some motion going on on their end. Their dad, you know, before he passed away, he used to call me all the time and, and uh, really just, you know, uplift my brand and, you know, let people know because it was like a lot of people just he used to call me and tell me like about stuff he'll be telling people like, yo man, Pluto this, that, that. And people like, nah, he ain't doing it. He ain't got nothing going on, man. And he like, y'all fucking crazy like this dude. Y'all must not, y'all must be on the rock, you know what I'm saying? So at, with them being negative towards the stuff that he knew what was going, yeah. it made him tap into me even more. And then, you know, he used to call me and want me to help out with the famous twins and you know, help them get some shows and network with them. But, you know, unfortunately, you know, he passed and, you know, they kind of moving around doing their thing. I ain't, I ain't really been just associated too much with them, uh, you know, pretty much since that situation because that was just my link in with them for with their daddy. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we still cool, you know, we dap up and hug when I see them. Uh, we did a show together actually in uh, Jackson, Mississippi. It was me, OMBPs, and the Famous Twins. And, oh, that's dope. Yeah, and we, we tapped in basically like a Mobile takeover during the uh, Jackson State University um, homecoming weekend. Okay, I, think. Yeah. I know that was turned up. Yeah, there. it was turned up that, that uh, weekend. So, so, and it was a lot of crazy stuff going on too. So, you know, when it's 
a lot of people in one town, you know, there's a lot of situations in a small town like that, you know. So, yeah, we really tapped in, like I said, and I, uh, I still, whenever I see them, you know, I, I associate them and dap them up, hug them, whatever with the whoop, but, you know, they pretty much got their own thing going on and their own little motion, how they move, you feel me? They move the way they move, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, I let them do their thing and I do me, but, you know, I'm still tapped in with them whenever we see each other. I got you, bro. Yeah. So 2022, right around the corner, Pluto. What's yeah. some of your plans? What's some of your goals for this new year, bro? Man, to just go up, up, up. You know what I'm saying? I got a lot of records um, in the works. I got a EPs that I'm that I'm working on with different producers. Um, we just trying to make everything come in full circle, like. I feel like we just set up all the dominoes in 2021 and it's just time to just press the button and go ahead and push everything the way it need to go so that we can um, capitalize and take our, our stance in the game, you know, for the world to know what's going on. Like I got my own cult following and my people that just fuck with my brand right now, but I feel like 2022 gonna be that, that time when the world finna know PBE you know what I'm saying, the big PBE brand, PBE Pluto, cross-culture, you know what I'm saying, and be a part of my whole movement and um, kind of allow me to be able to um, elevate my city and put the whole Gulf Coast in a perspective to where people see that Mobile was an untapped diamond mine, but we, we, we got it now, you know what I'm saying, we shining, everybody's shining. No, absolutely, man. Mm -hmm. It's going to be a huge year for me. Oh, yeah. That's for sure. But. You know, we got 10 in now. We're going to have 30 in uh, 2022. No, nah, definitely. Yep. And I'm going to be able to come up here and name all 30 of them. I mean, you know, you got to come back at the end of the next year. <laughs> Thanks, you know, talk about all this shit we manifested right now, man. Yeah. Definitely, man. I do want to chat. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba -da -ba -ba -ba. I mean, too, on some uh, things, too. Um, I want to talk a little bit about the DJs in the city. All right, go ahead. Um, yeah. Man, we got 10 people that got pretty much solid situations in Mobile, but not one of them got a Mobile DJ. Hmm. And... I don't think the DJs in the city really see that that's a real problem. You know what I'm saying? Like, when I see Atlanta artists coming to Mobile, they got an Atlanta DJ. You know what I'm saying? Or they got somebody that didn't grew up around them that was in Atlanta at some point that came up off their brand, you feel me? So the DJ's theory in Mobile, mainly from what I've been hearing is, let the people build you up and then we'll get in. And Y'all did that for 10 different people and nobody, who, who want to jump, want you to jump on a brand after they already did all the work? You know what I'm saying? I'm going to hear DJs, oh, if the BPM too slow, we can't play it. Or we can't play it at the peak of the night, we can play it at the beginning of the night. Yeah, when the bartender wiping the bar down and the security moving the chairs around, like, bro, I might really just ride past the club and just blast my music out loud because we're going <laughs> to... Following the same amount of ears, you know what I'm saying? They don't understand, like, you got to be an artist, you know what I'm saying? You the dictator. You the person that 
these folks are gonna listen to. Like, they think that when, when they play the record one or two times, the crowd is supposed to go crazy. Like, they don't do that shit for mainstream artists. They probably, 10 songs you play out of the whole night, that the whole crowd gonna go crazy. 90% of the time, motherfuckers just standing around looking at each other. Yeah, them, they ain't even dancing no more. So what's the difference if you play a local artist or you play a mainstream artist? Cause they still just fucking standing there most of the time, you know what I'm saying? Unless it's a certain record, but every record don't, don't get the people to go crazy. You know what I'm saying? It's programming. Like you got to program, that's what radio, that's what all this shit is, is programming. I done heard records a million times and hated it for a mi but a million and one time I heard it. <laughs> it's like, oh shit. I was like, boy, this shit really right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> then it became my favorite record. So you got to, they'll be thinking like these other people, they popping out because they got so many other avenues and platforms. You know what I'm saying? They got folks on TikTok doing stuff with their songs all day. They got people on Instagram posting it in their stories all day. They got Snapchat. They got the radio, they got all these other avenues. So when they people come to the club and hear it, they already know the record is programmed in their head. Right, so local artists, it's not the same no more. Like you can't walk around with CDs like, yo bro, listen to my music. Nigga, I'm like, bro, I don't even have a CD player. Like, nigga, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not the same. So you gotta get, they biggest outlet is the DJ. You know what I'm saying? But when you telling them, go do the work to get the people. Okay, how I supposed to get the people? You got the people. Play the record. You get paid to play records. You know what I'm saying? And we're trying to elevate. So you got to think about people like DJ Esco, who got fired three times, you know what I'm saying, for playing future records. And despite what the club owner said, despite what whoever said, he believed in his artist. You know what I'm saying? And guess what? He's a multi-million dollar DJ now because he believed in that artist. He jumped behind his brand before he blew. Before I ever met Future, I met Esco. Esco came to my club. I ain't know him from a can of spit. I ain't know who Future was. Man tried to give me the book Future for $1,500. And I was like, bruh, I don't, I don't know who this guy is, you feel me? Let me hear the music. Honestly, at that time, I want a fan of it. I was like, what is this? <laughs> like, I don't yeah, know. It was so different than what was out at the time. I don't even know what he's talking about. Like, yeah, it was so different. I'm like, nah, we ain't, I don't know. They're going to go out, go for that. But then one of my partners ended up booking him because he was opening up a club probably 20 miles, 20, 30 miles away from mine. You know, so he booked him. He took the gamble with it. $1,500. They sent down a bunch of CDs, and this was at maybe 2010, the end of 2010 going into 2011, so. So before Dirty Sprite dropped. Yeah, so right at, I think it was like right in 2011. He, um, he gave them, the, they had CDs, they passed them out, but it was his grand opening at the same time, so, you know, it just kind of coincided how it, how it happened, but people actually was listening to the music, so when he came, like, the club flooded. Hmm. They sang his music word for word, you know what I'm saying? And the rest of history, I know probably six to eight months later, bro. Yeah, you wanted 10,000. Racks on racks, he yep. threw the roof. He up, like you said, he won 10,000 <laughs> a show. He the hottest thing popping, and I'm looking like, damn. 
I had a perfect opportunity to be really tapped in, but me and Esco was cool for a good little minute after that, you know what I'm saying? I ended up bumping into him a couple of years ago when I had a show out in Orlando, and I walked up and, you know, my image had changed because back then I was fresh out of the military, so and I had a clean <laughs> fade. But he, he was looking at me, I had the dread, you know, they wanted his long, and he like, damn, this dude look familiar. I was like, hey, Pluto. He like for Mobile, you know what I'm saying? So he told the security, no, let him come. You feel me? Like, gave me his number, like, bro, where you been at? I'm like, you know, I let the club stuff go. I'm just like full fledged with the artist, you know, you know what I'm saying? Thing, doing my thing as an artist now. So he's like, damn, that's crazy, you know. And that, at that time, me and my brother was a group, and we was moving as a group, but um, 2020, we just kind of parted ways, and he doing his own thing, and I started doing my own thing as a solo artist and things just really started expanding even more, Yeah, you know, for my brand. Definitely, man. All right, Pluto, you got shout outs before we wrap it up here, man? Man, shout out to everybody that's grinding. Shout out to the whole city of Mobile, Alabama. Shout out to all the artists in the game that's pushing and making it happen and everybody that's doing the right thing. Um, shout out to Dirty Glove Bass, you know what I'm saying? Shout out to all the people that's supporting the PBE brand, the PBE movement and a part of the PBE team. My team, my brother, PBE Ishmael, PBE Timbo, you know what I'm saying? And all the folks that pushing. And shout out to my young niggas that's on the rise, you know what I'm saying, 4TF, young cats out of Mobile, Alabama, you know what I'm saying? They on the rise, they pushing, you feel me? So y'all be on the lookout for them guys too. So we up there, they just to preview the real move, ain't even started yet. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Bada ba ba ba. At participating McDonald's.